Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread, that's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now, fuck him, fuck this, because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier, welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, we appreciate any uh, first-time listeners. Shout-out to your first-time listeners, and shout-out to our A1 Day Ones. Real quick, uh, follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Trey Frazier. On Twitter, you can follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Barbershop SPOR2. Uh, make sure you like the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube page. Trey, what's going on, man? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm happy we're doing this show this week, man. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get this thing rolling. But before we do that, uh, I just want to send my condolences to... Um, the person that died in that gas explosion up in Baltimore yesterday, um, five other houses all damaged because of the gas explosion. You had other homes on the same block have damage to their windows, doors and, you know, structure and all that other stuff. And so you got a lot of people displaced right now. And uh, we could certainly, you know, those folks could certainly use a helping hand for food, water, money, whatever. And, um, you know, I just want to send that love out to those folks um, that were affected by that uh, gas explosion yesterday. So um, but I'm, I'm ready to get this joint started, man. Um, what's good with you, man? How the um, week been? Yeah, real real quick. While we doing the, those, uh, um, there was a, a, a mass shooting in southeast D.C. over the weekend as well. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. So condolences to all those. And um, this has been a. Um, a wild summer in DC as far as uh violence, gun violence. Um mm-hmm. so prayers and uh this 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 we gotta we we definitely gotta chill. Um we, we gotta chill on this on this gun violence out here. That uh let me also say 
uh, condolences and um, and prayer to the bomb. There has been some bombings overseas. I, I I don't have every country specifically, but um, you know Beirut was one of them. Right, right. Um, but you know condolences and prayers to everybody overseas. And on a positive note, uh, my baby turned ten over the weekend. So happy, happy birthday, birthday Kamaya. Kamaya, ten years old. Um, Milestone, man. Look. This nigga got this nigga got a training bro on, bro. I, I don't know what's going on in my life. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah. Oh, here it go, here yeah, it go. Yeah, so um, I'm definitely going to uh, take this gun this gun thing a little more seriously while I'm uh, talking about no gun violence. But I'm definitely going to take my gun training a little more serious in the next uh, couple of years because it's hey, uh, man. all for protection. Yeah, it's, all, it's only for protection. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, without further ado, man, we can we can go ahead and get started. Where you where you want to start? Um, you know what's funny? So, just so the listeners understand, so Maestro texts me the title of the episode before we go live, um, because he, you know, he operates the show from his crib, and so when you when I got the text, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm curious as to where he wants to go with this. So at first I was thinking about DeAndre Baker and then I was like, well, no, he he didn't get a DUI. That dude's actually getting charged for um, robbery and assault, I think. Right. And then and, and then I thought about uh, Darius Geis and I'm like, no, that's not him either. He he got cut from the Washington team after turning himself in for a domestic violence dispute. So I'm like, all right, I'm 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 interested to see. Uh, you know where, where this title is. You know, kind of heading. Where, where you? Uh, where, where was you trying to hit with that? Uh, with that title, Maestro. So the title is uh, a zero point zero DUI. For um, I'm sure everybody, if you're in, if you're listening, you know the title of the episode. Um, defensive. Uh, while the same episode where we were reporting on. Um, we were reporting on uh, uh, DeAndre Baker and um, uh, Quentin Dunbar. There was a guy mm-hmm. by the name of Ed Oliver, a defensive lineman. Are you familiar? Uh, Buffalo Bills, right? Buffalo Bills uh, defensive lineman Ed Oliver, who yep. was charged with a DUI. Um, he came out oh, uh, over the last week. I'm trying to find it. I thought I saved it, but apparently I did not. I'm, so I'm trying to find his exact quote. Um, but basically, uh, in, in paraphrasing what he said, is that he got a DUI and his breathalyzer read 0.0. Okay. So, How, is, he try, he, so is he trying to absolve himself? Well, or, he's trying to say, how do you, you can't, um, I, I can't speak for where he is and where he is in the world. I mm-hmm. know uh, last I checked, because I haven't been pulled over, but last I checked, it was a 0.8 in, in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nowhere in the world where a 0.0 cites you for DUI. A 0.0 says emphatically that you haven't been drinking. So how right. does Ed Oliver get a DUI? Hmm, that's interesting. I wish I had more information on that. Um, so he w- he so he tweeted that he put and he, said I don't know where the I, I know it. Well, I saw it on Bleacher Report's Instagram. So um, okay, and I was like, ooh, 
And, you know, uh, one thing we, me and you got to get better on is when uh, I'll speak for myself. When I see stuff like that, I need to get back to posting stuff like that because I'll forget, you know, mm-hmm. to go right. and do the research, blah, blah, blah. And, okay. um, but to to the headline, he is disputing that he got a DUI and he mm-hmm. wasn't even drinking. And the breath, and he has the breathalyzer results to prove that he wasn't drinking, but he got a DUI anyway. So in this, in today's climate, if what he's saying is true, mm-hmm. um, why in the hell did he get a DUI? So this happened months ago, right? Because I remember his name. I remember talking about the DeAndre Baker stuff months ago, and a few other cats that gotten into some, you know, disputes with the law. He was a part of that, I guess, storyline. Um, so this is a breathalyzer test he took from months ago when he got pulled over. Is, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, whenever, okay. Whenever I mean, I don't think it was months. I don't. Whenever the DeAndre Baker story hit, you know, yep. obviously he was with Quentin Dunbar too. So whenever that story hit, the Ed Oliver. Um, had hit in the same situation. We had did a little mini segment about all these uh, players, and mm-hmm. we even spoke about like you know why are all these players getting in trouble all of a sudden, and you know like obviously people are not having a lot to do with this uh, pandemic going on. Like that was the conversation we were having. Um, yep, yep. Comes to find, come to find out that this guy's saying that he wasn't drunk at all, and he has the the receipts, so to speak. Okay. Well. Ed Oliver, if you got the receipt, man, then you you better file a claim, file a complaint to wherever he was at. I don't think he was in Buffalo. I think he was someplace in his hometown. I I don't remember where that exactly is, but I would I would file a grievance against law enforcement if well, that's that is the case. Well, and then more than that, um, more than that, that means he was arrested. And um, well, okay. Well, let, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me let me read briefly. I'm not gonna read. Obviously, not gonna read the whole entire article. But this is what the ESPN article. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headline reads: Bills Ed Oliver says he feels violated by un- unwarranted arrest. Bills defensive tackle Ed Oliver said he felt violated when he was arrested in May on DUI and weapons charges that were eventually dropped. Uh, he said the arrest in May didn't feel right at the time, and it still doesn't sit right with him after all related charges were dropped last month. Uh, Second-year defensive tackle and was arrested in Montgomery County, Texas, on May 17th and charged with a DWI. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it said DUI. I think his quote was DUI, but uh, DWI and unlawful possession of a firearm after, <clears throat> excuse me, after the police pulled him over under suspicion of impaired driving. However, Oliver said the arresting officers took him in even after he passed the breathalyzer test. His quote is, I'm not sure how you get arrested with nothing in your system, Oliver said. That's one of the things I'm talking about when I say life can hit you quick, even if you're innocent. You can still go to jail for nothing. You've just got to do what you've got to do. If they say you've got to go to jail, don't resist. Go to jail. It's not right, but it is what it is. So I got a question, and I'm speaking from inexperience. I've never been pulled over as far as being suspected of drinking or have taken a breath. Said it again? I said neither have I, by the way. And I've never taken a breathalyzer test. So 
I'm wondering when these guys get pulled over and the law takes out the breathalyzer tests, they, you know, they test these guys and these results show. Do these guys get to see the results um, even in their impaired state, whether they're impaired or not? Do they get to see these results by these police officers or do they just say, hey, uh, we got your results and you were a point eight. You got to come with us. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering because it, the, the story just sounds so weird to me. And I'm not saying that it's weird in the sense that Ed Oliver is lying. I, I do believe he's telling the truth about his breathalyzer test being what it is. I'm just wondering how the hell did he get to this point in terms of being cuffed and being brought in or, or being issued the DUI? How, how, how does that happen? when the results show what they are and yet you still get taken in for DUI. I got two words for you, Trey. <laughs> Systematic oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, um if 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 everything Preach. if everything he's alleging is correct, um, you know, the the story goes on to say, um Oliver said he blew a, you know, he blew a zero percent on his breathalyzer test May seventeenth, but officers still believed he was impaired. He said he took an independent blood test following his arrest and knew he didn't have anything in his system, but still had to wait for the legal process to play out. Before mm-hmm. he was able to take that independent test, he was taken to jail, given a jumpsuit with holes in it, and locked in a cell. Um. Pfft. Man, Ed Oliver, go file a grievance, man. You you got a beef to take up with some people. And, and and you know, it's no it's no um it's no coincidence anymore, you know, that you know, and they put this in the article, eight days after his arrest, George Floyd died at the hands of Minneapolis police. And, yeah. You know look, yeah. look, man, um <laughs> look, man, nah, bruh. Uh Montgomery County, Texas police um, thank, he, thank you, because I was about to find out exactly where he was when he got pulled over. Montgomery so County, Montgomery Texas. County, Texas. They okay, need, they need to be called to the carpet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and yeah. it's and it's much like and it's much like I've been saying these these guys that are in the streets protesting is just not over. Um, I think in Ed Oliver's case, sir, you have a lot of money. Um, you have the resources to gain a platform. I would suggest that you start gaining a platform quickly um, to mobilize uh, or, or at least to protest um, because uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if he just said, look, I'm opting out of this season so that I can go ahead and fight this case that I was wrongfully accused of because I got my receipt showing that. I was below, or you know, I was below the alcohol. I wasn't even drinking. Zero point zero. Yeah, I wasn't even drinking. Um, I I, I gotta fight this. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think he has to, you know, not get paid to um, to fight this case. But um, he definitely um needs to he he definitely needs to make a stand. And yeah. I don't, and I don't mean need because if if he feels like you know whatever his process is, that's fine for him. That's fine with me because it's his personal situation. But at the same time, um, mm-hmm. these these are one of them things. Was like like what, yeah. what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because we we've gained so much. Like like even and this comes to a deeper conversation. And I don't want to you know 
deviate from sports at least for too long. Um, you know, Brianna Killers are still Brianna Taylor's killers are still out there. Uh, yep. you know, there are a lot of uh I won't say unsolved mysteries, but there are a lot of um police officers and, and oppressive people who are still going free out here after committing crimes to black people. And this is just another why this is not hasn't this isn't a murder. This is certainly mm-hmm. uh mistreatment at the least. And um, you know, these guys need to start paying the consequences for committing crimes they're not above the law just because they enforce it and um we need we need to keep that we need to keep that light shining yeah i think the fact that espn has this article about it and i'm sure other outlets have posted a story about this shows that the awareness is out there um good on the part of ESPN and other outlets and good most more importantly on Ed Oliver's part um but i think this just continues to be a issue i mean i get this happened right before George Floyd but this stuff been happening to us for a long long time and even after the fact of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and uh and the other cat um, at the Wendy's people, and yeah. rest in peace and rest in peace. This, this still continues to be an issue. And I suspect, and I don't want to go off tangent here, but I've been watching these games and, you know, that's cool and all that, but I don't, I don't feel like the message. And even though black lives matter is on the court, um, the NHL has got skating for black lives on their logo and all that stuff. Uh, for some reason, I get the sense that um, the message is starting to dry off a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm getting that sense. And it's like, because hold on. And, and not to cut you off, but because the next steps um, to those who are even aware of what the next steps are, those next mm-hmm. steps require uncomfortable work. And, yeah. um <laughs> And, and uh, not only uncomfortable work, but uncomfortable work for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, some people are just cool with the Black Lives Matter on the court. Yeah. And I, I, it ain't enough for me. It, it's not even close. Yeah. But then but then we have to ask each other. And I won't ask you, you know, I'll ask you rhetorically more so. Mm-hmm. What, are, what is the next step? How do we mobilize? How do we strategy? What's the strategy? You know what good, I'm saying? Good, good, good point. You good point. Saying? And 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 maybe maybe Kyrie was onto something. Maybe Dwight was onto something when they were talking before they got these games going. They wanted to devote some more time towards putting this message out there and actually putting the boots to the ground to make sure that these things get done. Whether it was reform, whether it's uh, changing laws, whether it's stuff that's um, what's the word stuff stuff that actually is going to be taken towards action? You know, maybe they were onto something, and I'm starting to sense that this message is starting to is starting to fade off a little bit. You know, as we get deeper into which God, it don't even feel like summer or the end of summer anyway. This 2020 has been real crazy, but as we get deeper into August, it just seems like. The storylines have just been kind of wearing off. Um, the protests, you don't see many protests on TV, even though 
I know that there's still some folks out there, you know, fighting the good fight, you know, like in Portland, they're still, you know, doing a whole lot of walking the streets and all that stuff. Um, but um, we, we, we need to find a way to get back to that, man. Like every city in the country, we, we need to get back to what it was immediately after George Floyd's death. I mean, you're talking 18 straight days of every city in this country coming together and bringing the awareness like we've never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the problem is, and, and, and kind of segue and kind of segueing, um, mm-hmm. what happens, you know, Dwight Howard is going, Dwight Howard, you know, is not going to play or Kyrie Irving is not going to play, but mm-hmm. according to Deion Sanders, the game is going to go on without you anyway. The game is going to go on. And, and uh, yeah, that, that's a fact. That, yeah, that is a so fact. It's, so it's like you know, what what are what are the again? I asked the question: What are the next steps? What are the what are the moves? Because we right. we you know, Kyrie Irving's not going to play, and Dwight Howard's not going to play, and you know, and you know, several other NFL players are not going to play because of COVID nineteen and all these mm. things. But what what does that outside? Um, and I won't speak specifically to COVID nineteen for this point, but what yep. are the next steps? What's going to happen? Because, um, you know, if you're just missing a paycheck to stand, you know, to stand around and, and have, you know, a whole bunch of conversations, that's cool. But you could have did that after the game and still got paid, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear about Deion Sanders comments? Uh, yes, I saw his tweet. So. Did he leave NFL Network? Because I, I think I That's heard somebody question, say that he was. Okay, because uh, I don't remember if it was RC or somebody in our one of our group chats that said that he was leaving NFL Network. And so um, I, 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 I understand what he's saying. It's yeah. actually factual yep. that, he's, that he's saying that. I think the way he said it um, triggered a lot of ears. Which I which I I totally understand. Also, I don't I don't understand what his I guess what his motive was or what his point to driving that was. Um, but I think players have the right to opt out during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, I do think, and we talked about this briefly last week. I think it's as backwards that the NFL put a deadline for players to opt out especially when these guys don't have guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. You've got these other sports with guaranteed contracts and like in baseball, guaranteed contracts. You got guys opting out in the middle of the season right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think an NFL player should have the right to do that. You know, if this, you know, if this season somehow, which I, I, I do think it'll start, but I think they're going to have some problems. Um, but they should, have the right to opt out if they feel like there's some unsafe conditions within the game that are taking place. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna find out what's going on with Dion though, because that that comment about him leaving NFL Network is kind of had me, you know, curious now. Yeah. Did you have a problem with his with his comment comment? I don't. I I don't have a problem with his comment. And okay. and again, it's it's truth to it. Yeah. Game's gonna go on. Um, the billionaires are still going to make their bread. The coaches are still going to coach, make their bread. And the players who haven't opted out and are deciding to play, they're going to get their money. And 
they just got to hope for the best that, you know, this thing doesn't get all crazy. Um, as for the players who have opted out, um, more power to you. We understand that you yeah. have to do what's best for your family. We understand that players have newborns coming into this world, so they want to protect those newborns. We understand that guys have elder parents who may be more susceptible to COVID-19 and maybe don't have no other way of getting care. And that, that player may be the only source of care for these parents. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it 100% on their part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I don't have no problem with what he said. He, he, he's telling the truth. And, you know, even if it's, if it's delivered wrong, if that's what people want to say, um, it's the truth. And, you know, I ain't, I ain't going to. I ain't gonna hate on a nigga for for telling the truth. Um, let me say what's up to Joe and Rosario, keeping it one hundred. What's what going up? on, uh, Pope Politicking? We see you. What's going on? What's going on with you? Um, uh, Darius Geis is released. We'll, we'll make it short. Darius Geis is released mm-hmm. from the Washington football team after uh, being arrested on domestic charges. Um, allegedly, uh, this dude choked. Uh, a woman out until he thought she died and was like, um, and was like, you know, standing by her side, like, oh shit, did I kill her? Don't die, that type of thing. Um, mm. listen here, man. Um, I don't know what happened. Don't really care. Um, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Um, any dude that could get to that point where he choking a woman out to that extent, um, you should be thrown under the jail, bro. You you need to sit down for a second. Um, you got it. Yeah, you, you, gotta sit you, down you, for a you deserve it. That's, that's you you some, deserve to get. That's you deserve to get cut. You deserve to turn yourself in, and whatever they throw at you, um, in regards to this, if it's if it's found to be true, then you you got to sit this one out, man. Well, well I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna and and you're right if it's true, but I'm gonna go ahead and I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna go ahead and jump the gun and say that he did it. Um and damn. I, I look damn damn my nigga <laughs> for him he turned himself in. The story is is that he choked her to the point where he thought she lost consciousness. It's bad. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's and, and, bad. and let's yeah. be clear: if something comes out and he didn't do it, I I I, I gladly apologize. But he did that shit, and he and he got what's coming to him for certain. Um. Uh, Isn't this wasn't this the guy that I, I kept hearing his name over the last maybe couple seasons? He's been injured. Um, been injured yeah. a lot. Um, had a lot of promise from what uh, right. Redskins fans was telling mm-hmm. me. Yeah, from um, LSU. Um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was a he was a, a beast in college. He was supposed to be their starting running back, and everybody was mm-hmm. excited about him. And he just never panned out because of injury. I think he, I don't I don't know if he's played. I don't know if he's played ten games um, as a well, as a football team yeah. player. I was gonna say he's definitely not played a full season up to yeah, this for point. certain. For certain, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. like in the, in because the, I think he's like a third year, second or third year guy, maybe yeah, a fourth third year. Guy. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know that he's put together ten games in third three years or two years or how you know his time. I don't that, know that he's put together ten games, meaning played. I believe you know, that's snap. I believe that's accurate. I yeah, believe that's accurate. Yep. So, you know, it's it's a shame that he's caught in that situation, um, even though he put himself there. Um, 
So, you know, let's just hope he get himself rehabilitated. And one thing about the NFL, if you have if you have potential or skill, you can get a job. So whether whether you yeah. choke out somebody or not. So let's hope he get himself rehabilitated, get himself right, get himself out of that toxic situation and uh, yep. find himself a football team so he can get back to getting his money. But that's yeah, some bitch ass real. shit. But that's some bitch ass shit. Let me be very clear about. Oh that. yeah, yeah. It, it's terrible. The story's terrible. Yeah, yeah. You got anything? What you want? You got anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, since we're kind of on this line of you know guys, you know, with the law and everything, um, I'll circle back to the DeAndre Baker stuff. Um, you know that broke out a few months back. It was him and Quentin Dunbar of the Seahawks that was involved, and so now we get to this point. And now the charges are coming down on this guy. So it's four counts of burglary, assault, I believe, and something else. I can't remember exactly what the other charge was, but uh, four counts of all that stuff. And I think it's safe to say that the Giants, if they haven't parted ways with him now, um, it's going to be inevitable that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, this was a second year corner, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe he was drafted the previous year. Yep. Um, got some burn last year, and now, you know, all up in this situation, and it it, it doesn't look good, bruh. It, it doesn't look good. He could face up to ten years in prison, uh, almost to anywhere from that to about twenty to life, which I think is a bit excessive, given what they're just throwing at us as far as the burglary and we don't know the details of the burglary but if you're just throwing a general it's burglary thing then i i I think to give a guy a life sentence is is, is a bit much um but i think the most interesting thing about this story is is that quentin dunbar who i guess allegedly was with him Mm -hmm. is not being charged at all hmm so I'm just wondering, like, did did Quentin Dunbar snitch, snitch on this cat? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm seriously thinking like <laughs> Quentin Dunbar gave him up and man. was like, Nah, man, I, I need my money, man. I I got <laughs> we in we in a pandemic. I need my bread, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'll read I'll I'll read up on it. Um, <laughs> I'll try to read up on it. I, I you know when I seen when I saw it, I was just like, Oh, all right. Well, you know, it it looked bad when it when it was announced when it was reported. So, yeah, months ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looked bad then. Um, it damn sure, you know. And I spoke to in uh, in both of their cases. Um, I mean, I I thought I I thought for certain that um Quentin Dunbar's career was done. Um, not because he wasn't a good player, but he wasn't a good enough player for anybody to feel like, ooh, let's hold on to him and wait, you know, wait right. it out. Um, like it so, was desperate. Like yeah, like a team was desperate. You know, you know, what I mean? not, you know we're not talking about like a a top. 25 corner in the league I don't think uh, in Quentin Dunbar so it's not like a guy where it's like oh we definitely need to you know try to wait this out because we're gonna need him you know as far as playing football um DeAndre Baker who was going into his second year he's a a uh you know he was a high prospect coming in you know what I'm saying that's that's a guy you might want to try to wait on but with these if these charges are gonna stick um obviously you know that's a done deal yeah Man, that's sad, man. That's sad. Cat's 20, 21 years old. Yeah, so sad. So sad. But you got to, I don't know. I don't know the extent as to why, but I will say this. Can't do it. 
He can't do it. And I hope he gets an opportunity to learn from this. And, you know, whatever the situation turns out to be, I, I just hope he deals with it. Nothing happened to him. If he's got to do jail time, nothing happens to him in prison. Get out. Start your life over. It might not be in football. might be in something else. But I, I hope I hope he gets to that redemption part of his life. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, so since we're sticking to football, um, it was announced yesterday and today the Big Ten Conference is canceling their – well, not canceling. They're postponing mm-hmm. their football season. And the Pac-12 came out today and said not just football, but all of their fall sports will be postponed all the way through the end of 2020. And they'll just, you know, figure out what they want to do in 2021. Um, so your reaction to all this, because obviously these are two of the five big time conferences that are trying to find a way to play football. And logic says that it, it, it's just in, impossible given you got students who aren't represented by any kind of players association or anything like that um the coaches aren't really going to bat for them as much and the ncaa is just like yo we we, we don't want to make the decision let the let the individual conferences you know handle that if they want to do in conference play let them do it if they want to play with army and navy let them you know negotiate that it seems like ncaa just don't want no smoke in terms of deciding hey are we playing football are we playing college sports for the rest of the year or are we not well they shouldn't be playing college sports much like nobody in my opinion should be playing sports that you know and mm-hmm. I, and you know that's the the point that I've been driving home for months now and I and I mm-hmm. still I'll stick to it I'll watch it if it's on the television Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I like I like to watch basketball. I like to watch a little football in there, mm-hmm. so I'll watch it if it's on TV. But I be mm-hmm. they shouldn't be out here. Um, they shouldn't be out here playing football. So kudos to the Big Ten, kudos to the Pac twelve, um, and of course the NCAA wouldn't want that responsibility. And you know, obviously, if it was up to them, I would have guessed that they'd be trying to figure out how to make it happen. Because now we're talking mm-hmm. about income, and you know nobody wants to lose out on income. Um, of course, they would, and they would rather that those divisions or those conferences to be the scapegoat than the NCAA themselves being the scapegoat. An interesting thought I had though is that if a conference decides to play, you right. know, if it's you know you know whatever the the MEAC or whoever you know whoever whatever conference decides to play, if that happens, which yep. I hope it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. they uh, there's there's a couple teams that's looking at a, 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 a what do you call it a straight shot to the title, right? Yeah, and or does it even work? I guess like, like and and I guess like the NBA and the NHL and baseball, whoever wins the chip, there's gonna be this quote unquote this asterisk. I, I think if one of these conferences gets going, whoever wins the chip. There's there's gonna be that proverbial asterisk next to it. But, um, but if I'm if I'm one of those, if I'm a fan of one of those teams, I care. Um, my team won the championship. If if it was what if it was my team, 
But I just think around media circles and and talking heads, I think when we look back at 2020 for not just college football, for, for, for all these leagues, we're going to look at 2020 and say, man, it, it, it was it was an interesting year. It was a crazy year. These teams won titles. Um, but, you know, under some, you know, different circumstances. Well, whether whether they it's an asterisk on it or not, whoever mm-hmm. if whatever college team wins the championship, if that like again, if that's even possible, whatever team wins the championship, they're gonna have a rise in uh economic in the economic uh department. They're gonna have some money coming in because mm-hmm. Um, right. they won the ta- they won the title under whatever circumstance. So, right. with that being said, right. um, there's there's your selfish reason if you're one of those conferences that decide they want to um they want to play particularly again particularly the smaller conferences the ones that normally never have a shot at you know even being in a tournament or being in you know being in that bubble in January and February, no pun intended. Uh, um, and not they, to cut you off, not to, not to cut you off, but most of those smaller conferences have already declared they're not playing any football. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just speaking to anybody. I'm just speaking to anybody who hasn't officially declared it. Um, I, I just said MEAC because that's the only conference I could think of. But to anybody who decided to play, which, again, I don't think anybody's going to play. But if anybody who decided to play, I would assume, and this is just me going on a tangent, that they have right. a pretty easy road to winning a championship. And if that were the case, they would take backlash from it 100%, but they would have a championship to uh, parade around and uh, have uh, income opportunities. And um, that is a selfish way to think about it. But if the NCAA allowed it, that would be the case. That's true. It, it, it gives these smaller schools an opportunity for exposure, for certain yeah. and not just financial wise, but if guys or kids out of high school are looking at these games and, you know, they might say, oh, that team had a pretty, you know, decent season under these circumstances. Maybe I want to try that school out, you know, kind of like what we're seeing with basketball, where now you got the top guys going to HBCUs. Maybe some of that transforms with football where you get these smaller football schools i.e. a Grambling State, which is a HBCU, by the way, um, Al- Alcorn State, you know, some of these other smaller schools, a, a George Mason, just to kind of throw something, you know, off the cuff there. May- maybe one of these teams finds a way to uh, a championship. Now, it's going to depend on how many conferences decide to play. And I think once they figure that out, I guess they'll figure, OK, we'll play this amount of games. We'll play this team. We'll play that team. And then, you know, however they want to configure it, because, you know, all the other sports with their playoff formats, they've altered it. So that football in college is going to have the same thing if they go that route. Right. Right. Yeah. um, But let me be clear. Nobody should be playing football. And I mean, Uh, specifically for me, college, because. If you're not allowing kids to come back on campus to do in, you know, in-house um, classes, yeah. everybody's every, everybody's doing online learning this fall, then how could you allow your student athletes 
to come to the facility and work out and eventually prep for a game. Same like, way they doing it in the NFL. Same way they. I be honest, and, and it's funny you make. It's funny you say that because um, when I go on my afternoon jogs. Mm-hmm. There are teams out there practicing, you know. You know, and yep. I get that they're not, you know, college caliber or even high school caliber. They're like, um, uh, what do you call it, um, semi-pro. Um, yep. They're, yep. but they're out there. They're out there practicing as if they have games to play. Um, I don't, you know, and I don't know the what they're doing and you know what they're as far as are they going to play games? Yeah, no, but. Uh, right. They're out there practicing every pretty much any day I go out there to jog in the afternoon. They're out there practicing, so um, yeah. you know if you know it can be done. Again, I'd be against it, but it could definitely be done. Yeah, I mean, they, and and to to your point, I've seen some of the same things around here. Guys are practicing their parents to these kids coming out to watch their kids practice, and they're practicing social distancing. It's not like these guys are all bunched up together. They're actually spreading these guys out and, you know, they're taking drills. They're, you know, practicing and things like that. And I don't know if it's like they're preparing for an actual season or maybe they're just out there just to get some sun. It it could just be that. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're preparing for an upcoming season. So I I just, you know, keep be mindful of that. Mm. But. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you. Uh the SEC, you know, not to pick on one of these conferences, but the SEC in particular, man, because these schools are in these hot spot states, you know, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Tennessee. And Tennessee not so much, but like Florida, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like y'all y'all been the hot spot states and y'all niggas still trying to play football. Yeah. Like y'all should be more into the statistics and the information than any other conference, really. Like, the SEC should be at the top of the list in terms of, okay, what are the doctors saying? You know, what's the science on this? Mm -hmm. What can we do? You know, it it don't seem like the SEC is on that boat right now. Yeah. Yeah. Again, nobody should be playing football again. You know, you know, I... I don't have no 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 deep no deep dive into that. Nobody should be playing fucking football. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they don't even have uh, a way. I, they don't even. And again, I'm, a, I'm sorry, but they don't even have. And they don't even don't even seem like they have. I mean, I, I get they checking your temperature when you come in, and you know, mm-hmm. and and some people are practicing. They're, they're practicing social distancing from what they tell us. Obviously, we're not in every single practice. Um, mm-hmm. But look. Um, it shouldn't be going on, man. Yeah, football in particular. Um, just because sport. of. Yeah, and and I, I know you feel that way. Yeah. I know you feel that way. Um, each week though, you know, when we do this, and as you know, the NBA and hockey gets going, I'm 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 going to continue to give them the credit until you know something major happens. Mm-hmm. You know, another week has gone by, and once again. Zero positive tests for both leagues, so I'm 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 a, I'm going to continue to give those two leagues props until one of them slips up or both of them slips up. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball, not so much. I'm 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 not giving them no props right now. And you still got players still on the St. Louis Cardinals testing positive for COVID nineteen, 
and Maestro, get this. They've played five games this season as a team. They're teams that have already played 17 games mm-hmm. this season so far. Yeah. And they've and they've already canceled their series against the Tigers um this week and it looks like they might cancel their um series against the Cubs this coming weekend. So now you're talking about one franchise that's missing all these games and you're you're you're, you're going to be at a point to where it's just not going to be fair. And you're gonna have to stop play league wide. Yeah. How could you? How could you keep the league going? And you got this one team, and this isn't some expansion franchise. This this is the Cardinals. This is one of their you know one of their premier franchises. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't keep a season going without the Cardinals in it. You you you, you just can't do that. So I, I I don't know what baseball is going to do about that because now you've got this playoff situation going and the rules, they, they're kind of measuring records by winning percentage, which is not going to be fair at the end of the day. So let's say, and I'll use the Marlins as an example. So when the Marlins had their breakout, I think they were like two and one or something like that. But let's say... Let's say they have another breakout, right? And they're like, what? Did, I think they're like seven and three or something like that. So they're seven and three, right? They got a higher winning percentage, and they stop play for you know two, three weeks, and it's the end of the season, and you're trying to determine seeding. So because the Marlins got a larger winning percentage, you're gonna put them in the playoffs when they haven't played as many games as these other teams have played. Yeah. Like something, like something about that. Just it, it's not right. They shouldn't be playing it's, baseball. It's just, it's, it's just not right. They, they, they shouldn't be playing baseball. You know, and I'm, and I'm just talking like this situation here. If it's, if, if I'm talking the Cardinals, and you know their winning percentages to the point where they would get in, I would just be like, nah, you, you're not getting in. You, you need to play a certain amount of games to qualify. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't you, you you shouldn't get in just because your winning percentage was at about 15, 20 percent of the season play. You, you, you can't allow a team to do that. So I, I think baseball at some point is going to have to answer for this. That something's going to happen. I don't I don't know that they're going to finish this thing. Yeah, I, I, I really I really don't know that they're going to finish it, bro. Yeah, they shouldn't um, get into the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. Draymond Green was fined fifty thousand dollars for saying essentially Devin Booker needs to not be in Phoenix. Um, should he had uh, words like tampering got involved? Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the full story. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was on a television show. Um, he was on TNT. Oh, so he was on TNT. Okay, I didn't know for certain, but um, yep. he was on a telev- uh, He was on TNT. Um, yep. where, where he said it, um, obviously they have a lot of, uh, athletes come in and, and, you know, do the show with them. Uh, you know, your thoughts, well, let's be clear. He shouldn't have said it, but it's like, all right, like, I, yeah. I, if I'm Draymond Green not, and no disrespect to mm-hmm. the NBA, cause it's not that, it's not, they, they weren't wrong for finding them, but it's like, all right, nigga, I, I'll eat that. I'm cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a talk my shit. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple problems with this. Um, 
with, with, with what Draymond said, I got a, I got a problem with that, and the league was right to fine him the fifty grand, especially when you're a current player. You're a current player, and you're talking about another player um, should not be on a particular team. If you if he was a part of the media, and I understand that, I guess in that role that he played on TV that night, he was media, but cats know. This dude still played for the Warriors. So, yes, there's tampering involved there. So um, NBA was right in that aspect. Um, Draymond was wrong for saying that, number one. And here's the other problem that I have with this. And I, and I want to I give the Suns props here. They just played the Sixers an hour ago. They're 7-0 and in the bubble right now. The Phoenix Suns are 7-0 and and we've just discarded everything about them, you know, coming into the bubble. And, you know, everybody was on the Pelicans. Everybody talked about Portland. I even brought up Don't Sleep on the Spurs. Um, you know, some people was on Memphis a little bit. But the Suns were at the very bottom of that list of teams out west going for that eighth spot. Yep. And all they're doing is just racking off win after win after win. Yeah. You know. Yep. Uh, Monty Williams, I got to give Monty Williams props. I got to give Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and those guys, I got to give them niggas props. They coming into the bubble. They winning games. They beating the opponent. They trying to get into this 8-9 um, playoff thing. Did, did you know about that? Uh, there was a play-in game for the 8th seed. Did you know that? Um, there's a play-in game for the 8th seed. Yeah. The, Tim, No. So, 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 so here's how this works. So if you're the eight seed, like let's right now, Memphis still right now, which is really surprising to me the way they've, um, you know, lost games. Yeah. They've been trash. Um, I'm surprised they haven't been unseated yet, but, um, so they're number eight right now. And then at the nine spot right now, you got Portland. Portland. So if the season were to end right now, Portland would have to play Memphis in a playing game to get the number eight spot. Okay. Uh, so, but here's how this works. Memphis has to beat Portland once to clinch the eight spot. Portland has to beat Memphis twice to get the eight spot. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how that's working now. And I think if it comes down to where there's like a three way or a four way tie for that nine spot or even the eight for that matter, then I think there's going to be a couple of playing games, which, I, I if you ask me, I think it's ridiculous. I, I think whoever gets the eight seed just make them the eight seed. I, I understand that it might be a, I, I guess a ploy to get more games in because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Yeah. But I, I I just think the whole playoff thing, you know, for the eight spot is just a little silly to me. No, uh, I mean, I, I, unnecessary for certain, but I'm with it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely unnecessary, but I, look, um, if that if that gives the Phoenix Suns a chance to get into the playoffs, right? Um, based off how they played in the bubble, then I'm with it. Because um, mm-hmm. if they would have deserved it, they would have deserved exactly, it. Exactly, no exactly. And if Portland is truly the better team, or if Memphis is truly the better team, then then they'll beat they'll beat Phoenix. Um, let's be clear. Um, much like. Uh, much like the emergence of T.J. Warren in the uh, in the bubble, um, yep. I think this is um, the Phoenix Suns being a little more comfortable 
without fans and this this is one of the little quirky things that happens when you don't I, you don't have a home and away game per se something I, that I, something that I was talking about yeah. a few weeks ago when we we're talking about you know are there going to be some surprises as far as who can knock off the Lakers or the Clippers or the Bucks for that matter you know, one of those quirky things. No yeah. fans in the stands. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. And let's be clear, and I've said it for years, the Phoenix has always had talented players on their team. They just haven't been able to put it together for however, you know, but since... Yeah. since uh, it's been uh, 10 years. Yeah, but I'm talking about specifically in the past, let's say three years with Booker, Aiton. Aiton or Aiton just came in. Um, there was another another young guy uh, that Jackson. was... Jackson. Jackson or Johnson? Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Johnson, yeah. Um, him, like, they had started, they had been drafting a lot of young boys, and it was like, okay... oh, oh, oh. oh. T.J. Warren, yeah, right. T.J. Warren right. was on the Suns before right. he got traded. They had to been, Indiana. They had been putting together, uh, um, a, a, like a young, like putting together ballers, and they just hadn't mm-hmm. been able to put it together yet. And this, this, you know, like free gym experience that they're playing in right now, um, it looks good for the young boys that could hoop. And yeah. thus, you know, it seems like this is what's happening with Phoenix. Um, you know, as far as projection, um, I would like to see them in the playoffs just because of how they're doing in the bubble. Um, but, right. you know, right. do I think they're going to go far in the playoffs? No, not really. Um, no, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. I mean, even, you know, so there's that. I mean, the Portland Trailblazers are just a little more experienced when it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you yeah. if you want to know where I'm going with it, I, I would like to see Portland get the eight. So. Um, yeah, I would too. I I I, I want to see Portland get the eight because I think they can challenge the Lakers more than the Suns can challenge the Lakers. Right, but then but then I would like to see the Suns because I like what the Suns are doing. So you know, mm-hmm. right? But, but right. if you're making me, if you're pulling my arm, I, I, I'm pulling for the Portland Trailblazers to make it. And I want to see Melo back in the playoffs. Sure, sure. That don't. I mean, that don't make me. I'm, I'm not excited about that, but. Um, but I will say that he's been um he got Bama's apologizing to him on TV now. So yeah, Max Kellerman came mm-hmm. out and was like, "Yeah, I called him a washed up bum. I yeah. shouldn't have did that." Yeah. But but the, the, they kind of tie the son to the whole Draymond thing. Um, the other reason why I was wasn't too happy about what he said was because this team is finally putting together a stretch of basketball despite this circumstances to where okay this team's starting to come around some noise monty williams doing a great job um in that realm if i'm monty williams or really anybody or or, a Suns fan or or really just a casual fan that just you know likes to watch basketball i i don't want to i don't want to see devin booker leave phoenix if things are starting to fall in place for the Suns, and we're just going to have to see how it continues, you know, beyond this point. What if he was going to the Knicks? What's that? What if he was going to the Knicks? Oh, I'll take him on the Knicks. No No question. You'd you'd be happy about him leaving the Suns if you knew he was going to the Knicks. Oh, of course I would be, but I'm just saying in a sense that if you're Draymond Green and you're calling for a player to – you know, leave a team, leave a squad. Let's let's give the squad a chance. I mean, this is Monty Williams' first season. Let this guy come in with these young players and try to develop something. 
right now they're doing that even under these dire conditions. Do you think Devin Booker is a top fifteen player? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Um, I I think I don't I don't disagree with um what Draymond said. Um, I, I think he was speaking his opinion, and and I think he's entitled to the opinion. Um, of course he's entitled. Based, of I mean, but not just because everybody's entitled to opinion. He's entitled to his opinion because um he's a experienced basketball player. Like he knows how it mm-hmm. works from you know, he understands the inner workings of of the teams, the league. Uh, sure. Um. If Devin Booker can't create a big market by, you know, then he deserves to go somewhere where there's a big market, um, where he's paid, where he's regarded as, you know, where he's regarded in the media for his skill. Everybody knows that Devin Booker can play, but he's not put on that pedestal per se because of where he plays and because of the uh, success of the team. The results of the team, yeah. Yeah, so in that in that thought alone uh mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a problem with what Draymond Green said um is it tampering and all those things and should he have deserved to be fined yes no but mm-hmm. there's I don't think he said anything wrong per se I mean hell Stephen A's been saying it every single time Devin Booker's name is mentioned so um you know sure sure you know um I and, and I would have and I would agree with all those guys prior to the start of the restart but what i've seen of seven games from these guys okay they're starting to put something together i know it's you know late in the season i know there's still a outside chance that they make the playoffs but they're starting to build something here with this streak i would personally as just a general fan of the nba like to continue for that to happen with Devin Booker on the squad, with DeAndre Ayton there, with a bunch of young pieces around, I would like uh, just for the just for the sake of Monty Williams finally coming in there first year, give the guy a chance to build with this same talent. Yeah, and if not, it don't work in three years, then I right, do do what y'all got to do. Yeah, I'm not gonna overreact to to them winning seven games. I'm just not. You think you think it's an overreaction? I think it's an overreaction for him because they won seven games in a row at a restart um, when they were one of the worst teams in the league before the, this mm-hmm. even started. So, question: Should Monty Williams be under fire? No, for... no. I'm just okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm just saying in regards to Devin Booker, Devin Booker's mm-hmm. uh, trajectory. Um, his his future per se that his 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 needing to leave phoenix didn't change because they won seven games in a row in the bubble for me no of course and and it might be because he doesn't want to play in phoenix if it i mean well, if no, it's no, his no, 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 choice, no. i'm just saying cool. you you spoke to you spoke to you know let's let them build something let's you know look these they, they've had a decent young roster for about three years. Now I get this is Monty mm-hmm. Williams's first year, but yep. um, look, you only, you only got so many years to play in the NBA and be at your peak. Devin Booker has been here for at least three, been in the league for at least three years. Right. Um, it's time for him to start getting. If he be one of those guys. You know, in the league, it's about time for him to start finding where that's going to happen. That we don't got another three years 
uh, in, Dev- in Devin Booker's time. I don't feel like he has another three years to be sitting around hoping that Phoenix is hoping Phoenix is going to get it together. Um, mm. We don't know that they're going to get it together in three years. Um, we don't know. We, we we don't know. You're absolutely right about that. But um, I, I I think given what they've done, um, but they've only I, done I, it I, for I a week though, Trey. I, I, what's that? They've only done it for a week. Uh, sure. They've done it for a week. Um, seven and zero is, I mean, pretty good given given the teams they played. Now, you want to say some teams are just like, I right, we're stuck in the three spot. We're stuck in the six spot, so we're not going to play as hard. Okay. You, you know, that that's fine because there's teams in the bubble that are actually doing that. You know, i.e. the Lakers. They're not, you know, playing as hard. They got the number one seed locked up. The Bucks aren't playing hard. You know, there's there's teams that feel like there is really not much more they can do to better their standing. So, sure. Are the Suns taking advantage of that? Absolutely, they're taking advantage of that. Um, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I would I would like to see that come to fruition whenever things start to get back to normal if they do you know 2021 so do you believe that they'll be good do you could they be a playoff team in 2021 based on what you've seen in a week based on what i've seen over seven games i'm not gonna say a week because it's been two weeks but based on what i've seen over seven games i believe that they could be a playoff team next year i Mm. think that this bubble has given some of these players some confidence, yeah, and I, I, I think that, that, and I think that carry, and I think that carries a long way. You never know. Sure, you never of course know. you never know. I, but I, 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 I've, I've said that, Maestro. I've, I've said that about the baseball um, teams that you know are projected to suck, but these teams that suck are going to make this playoffs in these in this you know eighteen playoff format, and who knows? They make the playoffs that builds confidence. They make a run that that carries momentum into the next season. I've I've said that about uh, baseball. Why why not for the NBA? Who knows? Yeah, I hear you, but I don't I don't agree with you. Um, so right now, who's in your mind playing the best basketball uh, individually? Um, you know, we individually. About, yeah, we talk about uh, Devin Booker. We talked about T.J. Warren briefly. Uh, who who in your mind is playing the best ball? Uh, right now for me is T.J. Warren, and I I understand he got shut down by um Jimmy Butler again. <laughs> you know that's a that's that's uh you know they had a little spat earlier in the season before the shutdown. Yeah, and uh they played the Heat again uh yesterday or the day before, and Jimmy you know shut him down to like twelve points in that game. So yeah. um, but I I I think he's. He's come out no, and, and, and he had a fifty-three point, and he had another forty point to follow it, and then fifty-three or forty, and then a couple of thirty-point games. A couple thirty-point games. Meanwhile, Luka so, Doncic is damn near averaging a triple double in the bubble. That's that's a good choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's Luka Doncic. Uh, that's that. It's Luka that's Doncic a good choice. for me. If you're just talking about individual, it's Luka Doncic. Um. Uh, I was going to say Damian. Didn't Lee. he have like nineteen assists one night? Like like two nights ago, he had like nineteen assists. The, like the yeah. night, like a, a couple of nights before that, he had like twenty rebounds. It's like this dude is yeah. going crazy right now, and he's still and he's still averaging like I'm sure he's averaging over twenty six, almost a triple double. Yeah, like almost he's a triple damn double. Yeah. averaging a triple double right now, and he's mm-hmm. not only doing that, but he's getting like 
like 19, like again, like 19 assists, like 20 boards, and then still yeah. scoring like 25, 30 points. Like it's, yeah, he on another, he on another level right now. I, I, I don't, he's on another level right now. That yeah, I can't front. He's in his bag right now. I can't yeah, front. He's on another level right now. Um, la- my last topic. Um, well, let me ask you: Do you have anything else before I get into my last topic? My last topic is going to be may may be a little lengthy. Uh, well, just, I just got a couple things that's real short. Um, Ben Simmons is out for the rest of the bubble. Yeah. So the Sixers are going to get bounced in the first round uh, and I'm, I'm calling, I'm, I'm calling it. Sixers are going to get, they're going to get knocked out in the first round by Boston. If that's the matchup. Um, and then I just want to give a rest in peace shout out to James Kamala Harris, who was a former, pro wrestler and i'll be honest with you i'm, I'm not a wrestling guy so never, i, I never, but rest never really heard of the cat yeah and ne- never heard of the cat but you know old school tack cats talk about him um who watch you know wrestling you know faithfully um i've seen a lot of posts about him a lot of tweets about him in the last few days so just want to say rest in peace to uh that brother uh, african-american wrestler for sure for sure. Rest so, in peace. Uh, let yep. me say what's up to Deacon the Blues Man, Dale, BS3 Radio in the chat room. And if I didn't say what's up to Big Kev, uh, what's going on, Big Kev 303 in Denver. And uh, by the way, um, the Nuggets look scary right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, what's his name? Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Yeah. Yeah, Jamal Murray and Bobo. Jokic. Even yep. though Bobo got yammed on by Nurkic last week, um, but he's yeah, Bobo is there. Jamal mm-hmm. Murray, obviously, you know this. They they're deep. They're deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. they, they could go about eight, nine deep. That, yeah. That's a scary team to watch. That's a scary team right now. That's a scary team. How many games you think if 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 it's if it's Blazers Lakers in the first round? Um, how many games you giving the Blazers? I'm just curious. Two, maybe three. It, 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 you know, here's the thing. Um, hmm. I hadn't. You know, you know, last week when you asked me who was the team to beat, and I told you the Lakers, but I but I prefaced it with I hadn't really been paying attention to the NBA. Um, I right. took some time to to pay a little bit more attention to the NBA this week, and um. Okay. Proud of you, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, it's, it's I've been. I've, I know you. I know you don't want. I know you don't want players to play right now, and I understand your concerns. I'll I'll just say again, zero positive tests. As long as they keep doing that, I'm gonna keep giving them props until they do something silly. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the Lakers don't look great right now, man. Um, I agree with that. They 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 don't, they don't look great. Um. And with that being said, man, I'm, I'm, I think I may be willing at this point, and, and, and obviously it's LeBron James, it's Anthony Davis, um, you know Kuzma. If you if you really want to uh, pull him into the into the fold, uh, I they could obviously bounce back and right the ship. But right. um, I didn't realize Rajon Rondo wasn't playing. That's going that that affects ball handling. Yeah, I was gonna say him being out for, I mean, really another six weeks, maybe. Yeah, you you, you don't have a ball handler other other than LeBron James and and Avery Bradley. Um, Avery Bradley has been missed defensively. He just has. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jr. Smith can't accompany for that defensively. Yeah, and and I and, you know and I remember when Jr. Smith got you know got picked up. I was like, ah, right, you know. 
he he mm. should be able to you know kind of he won't be Avery Bradley defensively, but he can give you something, and he'll probably make it up offensively. And um, right, nah, he hasn't. Um, you know, so with that being said, um, I, I, I'm willing to take I'm willing to backtrack that comment now that I'm a little more informed. Uh, I'm looking at the Clippers and I'm looking at Denver in the West. Um, mm-hmm. and, conference and, finals. Uh, not specifically those two teams in the conference finals, like they're okay. playing each other. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. coming out of the West, period, um, I'm looking at those two teams right now. I want to put Dallas in it so bad, but they, they're just not ready yet, team-wise. Um, they're young, man. Yeah, and, it, and, and, they're, and they're not good defensively. Yeah, they're just not ready yet, um, and, and I'll acknowledge that. But uh, Denver, Denver, this, this is – that kind of season, I believe, for Denver, they might yeah, be they might be primed for a, a, a asterisk championship this year. Uh, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Um, but my last topic was uh, about Damian Lillard. Um, mm-hmm. Do you consider Damian Lillard to be a clutch player? Yes, me too. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And um, so uh, I'm not sure if you've been uh, keeping up. I, I've been kind of. Um, I've been actually kind of getting hip to this uh, Damian Lillard versus Skip Bayless conversation actually today as I got off of work. And Yeah, um, I, I didn't investigate it any further, but I did see a tweet from Skip saying that he was going to respond to Dame, and I guess Dame said something about Skip or something like that. Yeah, so um, the short of it is is that um, uh, after after Damian Lillard missed the two free throws against the Clippers, um, yep. Uh, your boy uh, Skip went off on him. Basically, he not clutch. Uh, when has he ever been clutch? Bob, Bob, Bob. Damian Lillard. Um, Damian Lillard did obviously didn't like the comments uh, mm-hmm. to the point where Stephen A. Smith was calling Skip, uh, saying, "Look, Dame, Dame wants your number. Is it okay if I give it to him?" Um, Dame. Uh, just this is per Skip's account. Um, mm-hmm. Dame was texting them kind of crazy on the text message, and then Skip was like, all right, well, Skip called them, and they had a conversation, basically, and uh, Skip flat out uh, asked them, you know, why do you feel like, you know, you that guy? And he was like, uh, and Damian Lillard's response was, is I'm one of the most clutch players in the game right now. And then Skip's response was, and this is again, this is his account, he asked Damian Lillard, well, what have you done? What have you won? And did, um, <laughs> did did Skip not see him send a send a thunder home last year? Okay, in the in the, fa- in, in the fashion that he did. But but then Trey and and that's the first thing I said too in response. But when but then he did that to get swept by the Warriors without Kevin Durant. Uh, well, well, that that happened around later. They also they also beat the Nuggets in seven games. But you know, b- b- before they got to the Warrior series, yeah. But they still. I mean, but I mean, look. And and again, I, my answer is yes. He's clutch, but he did get swept by the Warriors without Kevin Durant. And the the way he's mapped it out makes perfect sense to me. It's like mm-hmm. at this point, it's uh, McCollum and Lillard versus Clay and Steph Curry. 
Um, I would give the edge to Clay Thompson, but I would then definitely give the edge to Damian Lillard over Steph Curry. Um, so sure, well, and- sure, but in 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 rebuttal to, and I'm not, and it's really not so much in rebuttal to what you're saying. It's more rebuttal to what Skip is saying. James Harden couldn't beat the Warriors without KD either. In the in the, in the previous round, when he went out and they had a couple of games to get it done, and he couldn't do it. Well, do we call so is James Harden? So is, so is James Harden not clutch? Well, well, hey, are are you ready for a conversation? I don't believe I'm that ready. James Harden is clutch. I believe he's a good player. Okay. Um, I okay. I'm, I I remember that I remember that San Antonio Spurs series. Um, when yeah, when Danny Green was giving it to him, yeah, yeah, I remember. And James Harden was shut the hell down. I remember I that remember. series. I remember that game. Kawhi was Kawhi wasn't playing. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. Um, so you know, I don't. I, I guess don't, for me, I guess for me, I've I've never heard anybody say that James Harden wasn't a clutch player. I guess let me phrase it that way. I haven't heard a lot of people say that he was clutch. And right. I agree with you. I don't believe he's clutch. I just never heard anybody say that, that he wasn't. Yeah, right. Right. Because when you're that good scoring, you don't you don't you know, you, you kinda let him have it. But the but but yeah. then the conversation is is that when you score that well, when you're that you know, that transcendent player that you are in the regular season and you still haven't made it to a conference finals, it's like, well, He's made it to a conference. I mean, I'm sorry. Finals. Yes, you're right. He has, but it's like, well, is he? Is he really? Is he really? Um, you know, and I and I get it that you know he's had to deal with the Golden State Warriors much like Damian Lillard has. But uh, but yep. um, getting back to Damian Lillard to be swept on a Kevin Durantless Warriors team is it, to say to say it short is not acceptable. Um, and it's not like. You know, it's not like he showed up, Damian Lillard. Well, I'm speaking of. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say this because I remember that series pretty well. I do remember they had some big leads in just about every one of those games, and they kind of blew all those games in terms of the leads and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I I guess I could side with Skip in the sense that the way they played them early in those games, it looked like Portland was about to be bound for the finals and then they let those leads slip away in all those games and you could say all right it's golden state you know this is you know this is what golden state does yeah even with even without kevin durant i mean they still they they still had draymond there i mean mean, who who on the blazers was gonna match up with draymond i mean uh, nurkic wasn't there okay but yeah but it's not like draymond was making a you know, was was had an amazing series that you know he didn't have amazing yeah. amazing series. Yeah, I don't remember how he did that series, but he didn't I'm have just a talking bad about series. It. He didn't have anything that was painstakingly bad, but he certainly didn't have like an amazing series where you know he kind of right. you know he kind of made you forget that Kevin Durant wasn't there or 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 he right. even or that he even filled Kevin Durant slack. He just played his role like he normally does. Um, right, you know, and, and and when Draymond and when Draymond, I believe, wants to assert himself in terms of passing the ball, getting people involved, he can do that. Sure. Um, I, I I just don't know how effective he was that series. But if I had to pick who had the third best player on each side, 
the Warriors had their third guy. I don't think the Blazers had their third guy in that series. Okay. And whoever you and whoever you want to pick on the Blazers as the third best player, they they're not going to stack up to Draymond. Was that the Rodney Hood? Was that the Rodney Hood Blazers? Uh, you know what? It might have been the Rodney Hood Blazers. I would, I would put Rodney. I mean, not, you know, obviously not head to head. You wouldn't put Rodney Hood at power forward, but, um, but if that was the Rodney Hood Blazers, um, Rodney Hood is is a viable a viable matchup against Draymond Green. He's a viable, he's a viable third player. I just don't think Rodney Hood will affect a game or a series the way Draymond can affect the game or a series because I think Draymond can do a lot more versatility sure. than, than Rodney Hood That's can. That's a fact. That's a fact. But but if you ask me night in, night out, that Rodney Hood who <laughs> versus that Draymond Green who would score more points, I would give it to Rodney Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. Know. He can but, score. Rodney yeah. Hood can score. But getting back to Damian, uh, getting back to Damian Lillard, um, obviously he um, – you know, after that Clippers game and the uh, backlash for Paul George and um, bitter Paul George, let me let me be clear, bitter Paul George and uh, oh, he's bitter. Pat, yeah, for a fact, and Patrick <laughs> Beverly, um, uh, he goes out and scores fifty one against uh, the Sixers, but that team mm-hmm. didn't have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in the game, and they and the Blazers almost lost that game. So, um. Mm. I'll say this in regards to Skip's comments. Um, right. Skip Bayless has a point. Now, I still say that Damian Lillard is clutch. But mm-hmm. there, but it, there, it, this is certainly a time no more than ever that Damian, I feel like Damian Lillard needs to take the next step. Whatever that next um, – and when I say next step, and I know it's not mm-hmm. going to happen, it's time for him to push them to the finals. Um, I'm not asking mm-hmm. him to win the championship. I'm not asking him, but it, it's time for him to do something uh more than a than a than a game winner. And you know, and let's be clear, he's that guy. In my, I was gonna book. say that dude ain't scared. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna need him. He, to, he's a killer. He's I'm a killer. Gonna, I'm gonna need Damian Lillard to shut Skip Bayless up. I'm gonna need him to take his. I'm not. I'm not saying necessarily this year. But I'm gonna need him to get this team to the finals. I'm gonna need him to will this team to the finals, um, because it's the difference. It's going to be the difference when he gets older between us saying Damian Lillard is just a good point guard to Damian Lillard was that dude. It's gonna have to happen. The, and I think on the flip side for Skip, you know, I, I've noticed this, and you know, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Skip has a tendency to want to lure athletes to the show. And I'm not saying I have a problem with that. I'm not saying that, you know, he shouldn't do that. Obviously, Skip says things that are hot topics that, you know, cause conversation. Um, Skip Bayless has a tendency of luring players to come on the show. I mean, like he did that with Chris Bosh. A few years ago when he was with the Heat, he did that to a few other players in the league. You know, it's always that ploy. Hey, if you, you want to sit down at the table and you want to discuss, come on the show. That's usually how, you know, Skip rolls. So he might have a point to what you're saying, to what you're saying. And, you know, to what he said about Jamie Lillard. But I never discount the fact that Skip has a way of 
you know, trying to get under the athlete's skin a little bit. And it's always, hey, you know, I got a platform. You want to come on and. No, I don't think he's lying. I don't mean lying. You think he doesn't mean what he's saying? You think he just trolling Damian Lillard? Um, I, I, I guess in this case, I think he is trolling him a little bit because, you know, he, you said that he says he's not clutch. Um, that's a lie because Dame Lillard has hit clutch shots, um, throughout his career. I mean, let me, let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. Uh, so he brought out stats and, um, he essentially, um, and I don't remember the numbers verbatim, but I remember him. But he's saying he said in the past three years, I want to say, um, basically mm-hmm. he shot. He was shooting thirty, like thirty five percent from the field and twenty six percent, some some around. Or some he was shooting mid mid twenties for his mm-hmm. three pointers, and he was shooting low thirties field goal percentage in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. Now, obviously, in his career, he has hit big shots, but. Um, mm-hmm. if if the measuring stick for what is clutch is more than just hitting a game winner, and it's uh you know getting the buckets when the buckets need to be gotten, uh, right? Uh, Percentage wise, you could argue that he's not clutch. Again, that's not Maestro's argument, but right. the argument could be made if you base it on numbers that he is not as mm-hmm. clutch as he thinks he is. So going back to the Nuggets series last year, uh, Game Seven, Dame didn't have a good to great Game Seven. It was CJ yeah. really doing all the scoring right. down the stretch that's a fact. in that game. So that's a fact. so if that's it, so if that's a game that Skip is pointing to to justify the stats, then okay, y- you got me there. Because even just put the stats aside, all you had to do was watch the game and understand that. Dame had an off game. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't playing well in that game seven. I mean, CJ won that series for them in game seven. So, mm-hmm. um, but you, you got to point to some other um, games or some other situations. I could point to when he closed out the Rockets in 2014. You yeah. know, I could I, I could point out um, when they beat the um, when they beat the Clippers in the first round a few years ago. Granted. Blake and CP3 got hurt, but they took advantage of that and they was able to get to the next round. Um, Dame Lillard, and I know, and I get this isn't about experience, but Dame Lillard has been through the playoff grind. Yeah, I, I think at I think at this point in his career, and I, and I think you're onto something to where he's got to take something up to the next level. Um, it, it it might just be as simple as he can't have a game seven versus nuggets moment like he he can't he can't have that yeah you you, you know what i'm saying i think if he avoids that then i think he can get the blazers at some point to a finals yeah i i think i think that's the next step he got to get into a finals i don't know how i don't know when but well i do know when next three years this might be the this might be the next. This might be the best opportunity right now. I um, mean, yeah, with the Lakers you, playing the way they playing, um, yeah, maybe. With the right and 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 the bubble situation. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you don't know. Gym. Right, ain't no ain't no fans in there. You know these role players got no pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got their big boy back. You know, Melo's playing well. 
Um, that dude, uh, Trent Jr. coming yeah, off the Gary bench. Trent, yeah, shout out to him. Gary Trent, yeah, he he's been you know doing playing well for them. Whiteside has not been getting a lot of burn. He hasn't, but if the Blazers want to go where they want to go, they gonna need Whiteside, in my opinion. They they gonna need that defense at some point. Yeah, we'll see. And I, and I, and I, and, I, and I get Nurkic can do that, but you put him and Whiteside on the floor at the same time. What? Uh, I don't know. I, I just wonder about that. It's got to be a reason they gave Whiteside money. It's got to be a reason that right. um, he's not playing. Right. So just something I, to look out I, for. Right. Right. I, I would. I would try putting those two guys on the floor at the same time. Yeah. I wonder why he hasn't been on the floor though. It's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Hey man, you you got anything else? I'm 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 good, man. Hey, look, man, we record time today. Shout out to everybody listening. Trey, we appreciate you, man. I I I, I don't say it enough, man. I appreciate you, man. Um, appreciate, appreciate you too, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate everybody listening in the chat room. Shout out to all of y'all. Uh, I see Kesey, Professor X of the X Squad. We see you. Uh, we appreciate you for joining in the chat room. To everybody that's going to listen on demand, we appreciate you. Make sure you follow the podcast at BobShopSportsTalkPodcast.com. Follow me at Maestro Styles. You can follow Trey at Trey Frazier on Twitter. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. Follow Trey at BobShopSPOR2. Make sure you like the Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page for Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles. Uh, we need to arrest Brianna Taylor's killers. Yes, sir. uh, We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 